What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Wednesday, September 16th, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am Raj Geary, filling in tonight for Justin Labar, joined here, as always, on Wednesday by Matt Morgan and Sam Adonis. Guys, how are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Taking it all in. Yeah, we had uh, we had four weeks uh, where NXT or Dynamite were on different nights, so they weren't head-to-head. Tonight... Back to head-to-head. Sam, this is the first time you've had to watch him go uh, go at the same time. What was that like? Uh, it was just super complicated, and I <laughs> don't like it, honestly. But uh, it's just a shame because I really want to be able to watch both products. You know, the past few weeks, I've been able to get into it and really enjoy what's going on. And uh, having to switch back and forth made it difficult. But I think I, uh, I kept up on it pretty well, and uh, I at least have a little bit of assessment from my opinion. Yeah, uh, Matt, what did you think of tonight's shows? I thought they were both good shows, but they're my two favorite shows. So I hate having to watch them and miss some of the other while I'm doing it. But more importantly, I would like to ask, um, when I was on here the other night on Friday Night Smackdown, and I'm texting back and forth with Mickey James, not realizing I'm reading her text out loud, while I shut my screen off with this show, <laughs> who put that up on the, on the website and posted that? Is that you? No, I didn't even know about this. And Glenn's like, oh, breaking news on wrestling, man. Thanks to Matt. I'm like, dude, you make me look like a total stooge now. Like, Wait, what, like, what happened? <laughs> I don't even I'm know like what happened. Fifth, I'm like a fifth grader where I literally read out loud what people <laughs> stuff. And so I thought because I shut the screen off and I'm reading the text messages so I come back and share something with Glenn, if it wasn't too bad, I could, you know? So that's why, like, when Mick Foley and Lance are talking about her shoulder injury, I'm right? Like, You're welcome, Wrestling Inc. <laughs> so, so what did Mickey text you? Because apparently, it's come out that she wasn't injured. She was, uh, she was hit, uh, she was hit with a punch by Oscar or some move by Oscar. She was just selling it well, and she WWE apparently thought said, she was she straight up said, "Bro, I don't know." She goes, "I don't get what just happened, and I don't know why. I don't know why it did." Yeah. So apparently what happened was she sold this move from Asuka and people in the back thought that Mickey James was knocked out on her feet because she was selling it so well. 
And so they ordered the referee to basically just end the match. And so they prematurely ended it. It was awkward, but it was just Nikki selling. To show you what a good seller she is and how she was mentally fine. Yeah. She said, saw the video of Jax earlier. That that kid's grown like a week. Like she was having a normal conversation. When I'm concussed, I'm not having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? And as soon as the referee told her to like, you know, sell like you're hurt and out of it, she did. And she, you know, she took it like a pro because that was a very awkward ending. But um, we had two crazy. Sh- I thought I thought Dynamite tonight, very strong ending. Uh, that parking lot brawl was uh, just insane. Um, uh, Sam, what were your thoughts on both shows overall? I, I wish I could have seen both of them. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> my my. I love the. I'm sorry, Sam. You broke up there for a second. What did what, you say? You said I loved, and, and then you kind of broke up. I loved seeing Thunder Rosa. Oh. She is a bright spot in the TV show. I love watching. I love that they're. You could almost see the competitive edge. Both of these Felt good. Um, I really enjoyed Barry and Adam Page. Uh, that was the first time I've seen Adam Page do what he does. Yeah, um, I've seen any of it, but that matter. Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up like a like every other word. Oh. I don't know if it's my is that my connection? It's probably my connection. No, it's breaking up phone. for me too. And Sam, do you have headphones that you can plug in? Yeah, I can get into his headphones. I think it's his connection. Yeah, but I also... I, and, I, but that's cool watching his first opinion of being able to see Adam Page. Because I think everybody, once they watch him... Because did you see Miro's opinion of uh, him? Well, first of all, Miro's opinion of everyone that roster was just... It was, everybody's the best. Um like he, well, what's he gonna say? Hey, this guy sucked. This new guy, <laughs> right. my, my my new empl- my my new uh, uh, work, Bart buddy. You know what I mean? Well, you can't say that either. But right. his mind was blown for every single town he saw. But, All right, can you hear me better now? Oh, much oh, better. Yeah. Sorry about I feel, that. I feel like Raj. I'm a sound snob tonight. <laughs> but like that. So Adam Page, back to him. You could see him being a big star, probably, right, Sam? A hundred percent. He's he's the one. That, I, I hate to you know not give other guys credit, but in my eyes, just his in-ring work, his size, his promo size. Yep. He he seems to me to be probably the most complete yep. of the AEW original stars. Yes, yeah. Not not saying that you know they don't have more complete guys that have been around and whatnot, but as but far as right. you know, the ten guys that haven't been in American stage. You no, know, right. the, he has it all. I think he, you know, can be basically the ace of that division. And uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was really cool watching him tear it up. And Kazarian's been going forever. He's just unbelievable. How, you know, how, he's, how good does he look physically? He's, 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 he's a freak. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, he's just still out, able to go out and perform at that you know level. So it's pretty impressive. So, Sam, I thought he's been shaving his head. You know, because he can't grow hair. Meanwhile, the kid grows his hair back, and I text him. I'm like, why have you not – like, you had the best long hair. And I I know you went through your little trials and tribulations WWE of make – they wanted him to cut it, whatnot. And he was a TNA. He eventually – when he left TNA, he shaved it. 
But he looks, you got hair like that? Grow that shit. I wish I could. He looks younger now than he did five years ago. Yeah, Seriously. he looks 15 years younger with that hair. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. Uh, real quick, uh, Mike Loretta saying, uh, with the Super Chat saying, Hey, Matt Morgan, big fan. My question is, everyone talking about Tessa Blanchard is going to the WWE, but what about her in AEW? AEW needs her more. Oh, there's no question AEW needs her more. Of course they do. Um, but... We get to see Charlotte versus Tessa, which I personally would kill to see. But, yes, the, the, the caller. I am so old. The writer in her? No, Super Chatter. Um, <laughs> uh, is correct. AEW can use her more. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I always worry that WWE might take her and not use her as well as we hope. You know, like, what if they... I think because it's her name, unless they give her a name change, if they do that, and they call her, like, Bianca... Right. Or, 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 or Melissa. Melissa. Bianca Pat. Nails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then, then that's a possibility. But if they stick with Blanche, uh, you know, uh, um, Blanchard has her last name, I think she's good. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez noting that both shows were very tag heavy tonight. Was that now, no tag team? Sorry. Yeah. A lot of tag matches. And now AEW originally, it was, they thought they were airing on a Thursday night. So I think. They didn't necessarily load up the show because, you know, uh, they didn't Sam, know which night they were going to be on. Sam, Sam brings this up, and it's a good point. I never made the connection. And it's that they're very New Japan, um, not oriented, you want to say influenced maybe. And he says, and he's right. Um, when I wrestled there, it was like eight-man tags all the time. And they're the biggest matches you can have, actually. Um, they're very, and that, that, that's maybe, you know, a tip to the cap, if you will, from the influence of Japanese wrestling. Well, and they, a, they still that, also have to, you know, find their, their footing because there's so much talent there and they don't have space for all of it. You know, they want to make sure hours. they're trying to get everybody an opportunity and just put their best foot forward. You know, so it's pretty much one of the only things they're able to do. Um, it's, I think MJF even pointed it out in his promo tonight, but he even said, everybody's in a faction, everyone's in a stable and it's almost, you know, the same thing. You almost have to, just to give everybody that airtime. You have to keep these characters fresh and, you know, on screen. So, you know, eight man tags and stables, again, it's very, very similar to Japan, but I think because so many of those guys came from Japan, they see a model that works and they stick with it. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like a lot to, to to your point, Sam. Like they they do these tag matches to fit a lot of people on the show, but there's not much, there's not a lot of storyline progression a lot of times when when you have singles guys in those tag matches as opposed to, you know, with a, a, a dark, regular tag team. With a dark order, it feels they do, they move their stories pretty good. Whether it's Colt or whether it's back to uh, uh, what's his name Brody or or any of them, I think for them they progress them, but for yeah. the rest of them, not so much. Yeah. I, I still don't necessarily think every match needs a storyline. I don't right. think every character needs a story. I like whenever, you know, you have four or five major ones, but then at the end of the day, the story right. is this guy wants to win his match and this guy doesn't want to lose. And, and, and move up. Yeah. Move right. Up. So so I don't think you always need a story with that, but just keeping guys out there and getting them seen. Again, I've mentioned before, I love the idea of just job matches, enhancement talent matches. I think that's another way to just keep your product moving and have everybody on screen. Yeah. So, I have no complaints with eight-man tags. A couple moves here, a couple moves there. It keeps the boys on TV and, you know, makes everything progress smoothly. Smoothly. Yeah. Smoothly. Um, real quick, Pranasha saying, Silver's new shirt. I guess this was on Being the Elite, Being John Silver. 
Oh, DJs. bother. I've already ordered it. How about I don't that? know what that I don't know what that means. So being the elite is that show on YouTube, right? The Bucks okay. they have on yeah. the YouTube channel. It's called Being the Elite, BTE. So John Silver is like the runaway hidden star of that show now. They do these dark order segments on that YouTube channel. And dude, you got to watch it because this dude, John Silver, is so He's so hilarious. Who is he? He's, is it? He's the shorter member, the big jack, sorry, the short jacked masked guy in the dark order. Okay, okay. The very short one. Shortest. All right, yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious on this show, though. And so yeah. they, made it, they made a shirt. Instead of saying BTE, it says uh, John, John Silver. B, uh, John yeah. Silver. BJS so like means Big John Stud to me. That's what I got out of that. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> um, the show opened up. So we'll start with Dynamite. The show opened up with FTR versus Jurassic Express. They had uh, Marco Stunt in their corner. Uh, this this was, was... I love this. You didn't love this? I did. No, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I, I noticed how much uh, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy have been wrestling since Luchasaurus returned from his injury. It feels like they're in. They're on Dynamite almost every week. Good. No, I think I, uh, I, I like the. I like the. I like the wrestling. I, I still think the revival was probably my favorite act in all of show business at this point. Everything about them is just awesome, and you know, they're both. I, I love the fact that it's very few. Very few wrestlers really respect the business. Those two really respect the business and the heritage, and you can just see in some of the things they're pulling out that hasn't been seen in years. You know, I, I know personally those guys would just be so happy to be working with uh, Tully Blanchard, and it shows in their work. You know, so Dude, having they're... go ahead, sorry, uh, having those uh, the talent to work with, um, you know, the Jurassic Express or whatever, they're a good tag team. But I think honestly, as amazing as uh, the uh, Jungle Boys moves are. I think his fire is what's going to make him a star because that oh. kid has fire that's hard to find right now. And he, he gets sympathy. He's good at selling, actually, in a day and age where I keep hearing our younger talents don't know how to sell. Um, he does sell, and he, or he does know how to sell. Now, to be fair, where the younger generation messes up is they'll go right into a move and a move and a move after move after move. But, I mean, during the heat of the match, he does a good job of taking the heat, I think. But back to your point about uh, FTR what he's talking about guys the little things they, he, they cut the ring off every match they keep the opponent in their corner but the coolest thing I like is when they shoot their opponent off the ropes on their side of the ring yeah I dig the shit out of that that's such There's a small it. wrinkle and blind tags blind tags are basically irrelevant now in wrestling and you know, they just bring them back and just the little sneakiness and using you know because at the end of the day professional wrestling the tag team vision used to be number two behind the heavyweight title. If you weren't in contention for the world championship, you got a tag team partner and went for the world tag team yes. titles. Yes. For years, that was the second spot, second title. Yeah. That's been lost somewhere in the shuffle just because of the fact that, hey, this is yeah. tag team wrestling. And it really shows that these two, you know, they, they put the hard work into being a team and it makes sense when they do what they do. Dude, do you remember when we were kids? Oh, I'm much older than you, I apologize. But um, when I was a kid, we were able to watch Saturday mornings, Killer Bees, the Heart Foundation, the Bulldogs. Um, you had so many awesome tag teams every Saturday. There were so, so many of them. It's stacked, man. It's, it was just a different era. And, and I still think there's a market for it. You know, uh, I think that was such the, the, the fun of those, that era was the way they wrestled. It wasn't necessarily about who can do the coolest combination of moves. No. It no. was more or less the, the strategy that they had behind when they're tagging and what they're doing. And that just, you know, in my opinion, is another 
lost art in professional wrestling. Yeah. And I got I got to throw the Rougeau's demolition. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tully and Arn, the, uh, the Rockers, Strike of course. Force, Rockers, so many. I mean, Strike literally Force. 20 teams, at least. Yeah. At least. Um, and, and really, I got to say, FTR here, they just they just look in their element. You know, in WWE, when you see them trying, you just know in the back of their head they're not going to get pushed. Here you see they're trying and it's working. And uh, and they're they're making a difference. I think uh, uh, they, they just come across like a real real stars now for the uh, but uh, really I, quickly. I think they uh, I mean, you can definitely tell that the company has confidence in them because I think they've opened two of the last three weeks, you know, with long wrestling segments. You know, if that's the first time you're turning it, tuning into AEW, you're going to see these two guys and you're going to see a fast paced wrestling style that you're not going <clears> to <throat> find anywhere else. Yeah. So they're awesome. So, so this is also a good example of narrative and um, perception, because they're having amazing matches on WWE, on main event even, I'll argue. But you know why you wouldn't get as emotionally invested in them? Because you knew their glass ceiling was so low. We knew how they were going to be booked. So as a fan, you're only going to get so into them. Whereas now, when you watch this, they're not wrestling different all of a sudden, okay? But you could tell they're going to get opportunities. There is no glass ceiling for them. There's no ceiling at all, it feels like. And you can see it in their, you can see it in, in how they're doing promos, how they're, how they're acting, I guess you could say. And as a fan, when you watch that, is you feel like sky's the limit. So yeah. you're going to emotionally invest in that as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the finish of the match, uh, uh, Jungle Boy uh, rolling up, rolling up Dax, uh, Dax reversed into a pin of his own. Uh, Tully and Cash Wheeler both held Jungle Boy's leg down. The referee didn't <clears> see it, and they got the pin. So FTR win the match by a pinfall. With a little chicanery. Uh, backstage, Alex Marvez is talking to Private Party who are checking out Matt Hardy. Hardy was selling uh, an attack on his knee that happened off camera. Chris Jericho had a bat in hand, suggesting that he did it. And they asked Hardy if he was okay. Him and Jake Hager walked away and said that it looks like Hardy isn't the luckiest guy in wrestling this week. So this this episode was taped last week. You know, Matt Hardy was coming off that you know yeah. that brutal spot off the scaffold. So. Clearly, he's not okay to wrestle, you know, just the day that they filmed this. So, uh, yep. just a way to write him off TV for this right. week. Uh, next, we, we talked a little bit about this. Hangman Page versus Frankie Kazarian. Kenny Omega was on commentary for this match. Uh, they're doing the slow burn here. It was, a, it was a long match, but I thought it was, you know, another really solid match between uh, Page and Kazarian. Omega on commentary, basically sounding like he's in no hurt. He does not want to get back into the tag team with Omega. Uh at, at the end of the match, like Kazarian looking for the leg drop, Page ducked it, hit the buckshot lariat, and got the one, two, three. Hangman Page gets the win by pinfall. Omega, after the match, just walked off, just went to the back while uh, Page was looking for him. So uh, they're keeping the storyline kind of going. They didn't have the big violent breakup. I don't like Page looking looking for him and where he went. He just got dissed hard at the end of that pay per view. It makes him look like a goof and a, and a puss, no offense. Wondering where his buddy is. Like he's not your buddy. This is this is the chick. This is your really attractive ex-girlfriend that dumped you in front of all your boys. Yeah. No. No. Have some pride, brother. Have some pride. Yeah, we've we've talked in the past about this, how Paige's character is probably the closest thing in wrestling, uh, at least in AEW to to Stone Cold, like as far as the drinking and, and and the you know, not not caring attitude and and seeing Stone him Cold? being, well, the you know, not I mean, like twenty percent. 
Okay. <laughs> Maybe with the drinking. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, just not caring, kind of the, the badass drinking, you know, uh, baby face. And, yeah, seeing him worried about Omega's reaction. I, I see they're wanting to tell a long-term storyline here, but it, it did right. kind of make Paige look uh, slightly weak. Um, uh, Sam, what what do you think? Uh, I, I <coughs> agree with Matt. I didn't see it. I don't even think I paid attention to that part. I didn't see it looking. <laughs> I didn't notice. But, uh, no, I definitely agree. It, it does. It is. It's chasing after the girlfriend that dumped you, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm with you guys 100% there. <laughs> uh, sorry. Second, uh, Jesus. My screen is locking on me. All right, there we go. Uh, Benalini with three dollar super chat saying silver will beat Brody Lee for the TNT <laughs> belt. <laughs> I hope one day. <laughs> uh, Tina Miller, two dollar super chat saying tag teams are my favorite thing in AEW. Love y'all. Tina Miller, thank you. I was trying to find you on social media to thank you. She donated to my campaign. How cool is that? Thank you, Tina. Oh, nice. Very cool. Seriously, thank you so much. Dustin Eck with the $20 Super Chat saying, Watching AEW straight through since its debut, I never even bothered flipping the channel to NXT. I don't know why, because I know they are great wrestlers on NXT, but AEW has that better appeal. To be honest, I don't even go to the WWE Network to watch the repeat. Huh. I got to... I think I may do the same thing if I didn't have to watch parts of NXT for this show. I like I like AW better personally. I mean, I love NXT. It's my second favorite show. But well, AEW has the the look, the presentation, you know, the lights, and and it just looks big time. Whereas NXT doesn't. And for me, still the newness a little bit. Yeah, it feels it feels like wrestling in my opinion. I think that's you know, it, it's not just being manufactured you know it's not just a, a tv show to introduce you to toys it's wrestling and that's what i like out of it um jackson collins with the super chat saying aew has the best promos ricky kingston mjf jericho shows what little freedom away from 176 writers can do for <laughs> these guys thanks guys for the podcast i mean have you you've seen kingston cut promos obviously right sam oh yeah how freaking good is that kid? He is, he's not a kid guy. He's amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. But again, I, I think, you know, they are hitting on all the levels. Some of the things that the fans were lacking that WWE has gotten away from are what's making this product work, which is the tag teams, which is great promos, you know. So uh, I definitely think they're they're hitting on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Um, up next, we had MJF uh, uh, with Wardlow against Sean Dean. Uh, they went for a handshake as this match started. MJF hit a poke to the eye and went right into a Fujiwara armbar, and Dean de- immediately tapped out. So a quick showcase match for MJF, who cut a, a yeah. great promo at the beginning. Uh, just uh, or he, he, I'm sorry, he cut it at the end. As, as we mentioned earlier, he talked about how everyone seems to have a faction. Maybe he should. Uh, he said he's always been a lone wolf, but maybe it's time for him to join a wolf pack. And whether he joins someone or not, he's still better than you, and you know it. <laughs> um, so I, I like Sean Dean. I think Sean Dean has got potential. So there's going to be some AEW like loyalists that are going to think like, is this a really good way to use Sean Dean? Have him drop out at twenty seven? Well, no one's going to remember. Um, I don't think they will. I don't think it hurts them. Um, and it's a great, strong win for MJF. I mean, we really just want to hear him talk. I like. I think he's a great worker. 
but I mm-hmm. really always want to hear him talk. I love his problems. Right. Uh, Sam? Yeah, I, I agree with Matt there. You know, he's Roddy Piper. He's the guy that, you know, 90% of his business is done on a microphone. He doesn't need to go out and have a five-star classic, you know. He can. He does. But, you know, I just like the way that, like, like Matt said, we want to hear him talk. So the faster we can get to that, let's do it. Yeah. And Sam, to your point, when you were talking about enhancement talents earlier, and sometimes that's better, you know, if you're, if you're building a monster like in Brian Cage, you don't want him to then go out and have a 20-minute match with, you know, someone a lot smaller. Than him. Well, I always say, I, I look at it, especially now with this AEW dark and how many wrestlers would, you know, cut off their left pinky to get a job. Uh, you know, that's the perfect opportunity to give guys a tryouts and keep every one of your stars strong. Uh, I think they have like 87 or 88 people under contract. And I really? think we mentioned, we mentioned last week, it's one thing wow. to have 87 wrestlers. It's another thing to have 87 guys that are over. And, you know, when you do that, when you have the wow. enhancement talent, you can a lot, a lot of times have guys that really, really, you know, Sam, connect with the audience. So they have over 80 talent signed over 80. Yeah. I didn't know that. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. It's the new WCW, man. I'll hopefully, say. hopefully it does well though. Hopefully it's, yes. It's, yeah, yes. It doesn't go the yes. other way. <laughs> I was a personal huge WCW fan, especially yeah. now. Now in hindsight, I look back and like, what the hell? It was so we, much better. We but, had it uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. No man, eight, uh, ninety-six to ninety-eight, and like late eighties so WCW was just awesome. All of it. Uh, so then we went to uh, a vignette of Taz breaking down some of Ricky Stark's moves in the ring. And I don't know if you guys watch golf. I'm, I, I don't think you do, Matt, but they kind of do this with, with swings a lot on golf. So that that's, seemed like that's where they got the idea from. Uh, Eddie Kingston was in the ring with Penta, Phoenix, Butcher, and Blade. He said he, has, he had three points to make. He never lost the Casino Battle Royale. His group is a family. They're not a faction, and they are a family of violence. And Kingston asked them to find some victims. Uh, they grabbed some guys from ringside, just beat them up. Uh, Kingston was just mocking them as they were thrashing them. And he said they got their things in order, and he told Blade he needs to get his own house in order. So I, I'm guessing that's referring to Allie, even though they haven't really done that storyline on TV in, in months. It would just make sense. They had a girl to this table, so why not? Yeah. Yeah, she's I kind agree. of do, not really doing anything. Right. Exactly. It, it, it adds to the picture. It adds to the package. Yeah. She's involved with that nightmare, the nightmare family, but it doesn't no one, work for me. No one yeah. likes it. Yeah. Uh, just kind of off topic, uh, but Tim Mickles is asking, uh, Matt, when did you start in politics and why? What are your thoughts on Candace Owen? I think she's <laughs> great, by the way. We, yeah, we don't want to talk too much about politics, but. Yeah. Uh, Ka- Candace Owen. That, that's DJ from Full House, right? Candace Owen. <laughs> Sadly, uh, that's I know that it's Candace, Candace Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm just I'm just being silly here, but uh, love Candace Owens, love her, Tim. Yep. Uh, I, I am error uh, with the two dollar super chat saying Kingston's cookie promo was gold on BTE. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Go watch it, guys. It's hilarious. Kingston can't cut a bad promo. He's just such. They a were natural. mocking. They were mocking. Uh, promo class from WWE when they started <laughs> off the BTE episode on YouTube and they said here, here's a cookie, cut a promo on this cookie, trying to be funny and cute and he cut a freaking hilarious promo on the cookie for what it's worth <laughs> he's good, he's so good he's so, I mean, there's a lot of good promos in WWE that aren't 
necessarily utilized to their fullest. Jey Uso, like this past Friday on SmackDown, he's such a good promo, but the lines they're giving him, he, he called the, you know, Corbin and, and Sheamus, they can call him butt mud or something like that. And it was just like, <laughs> you, you, you know, he's not saying those words in real life. Yeah, right. Who says those words in real life? No. What adult says those words in real life? So, anyway, you got to get rid of those scripts, man. Uh, next, we had Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Private Party. Uh, another competitive match, uh, back and forth. You know, Jericho last week saying that they have their eyes on the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, the end saw Cassidy going to the top. Uh, Jericho hit him with the Judas effect, got the cover. One, two, three. Jericho and Hager win by pinfall. After the match, they beat up uh, the private party some more. Jericho put Cassidy in the walls of Jericho. Quinn got in the ring, cracked Jericho with the Pele kick to break it up, but Hager pulled Jericho to safety. So they're going with Jericho and Hager as a tag team. Um, we were talking about bringing tag teams back earlier, but do you think Jericho was probably better utilized in a singles feud? I, I Real quick, what Sam said earlier what he, what he was right on point. He said about how... Back in the day, how if you weren't in a singles feud and you weren't trying to go after that world title, you were desperately trying to be a world tag team champ. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Jericho's doing? I mean, isn't that a good thing? He he already he just needs a transition. I think. I mean, he clearly he did his job and got Orange Cassidy over on a next level. You know, right. I think it's probably just something different. If you can make two guys instead of one, he's going to do it. You know, and, and just watching these matches, you can see how selfless he is. You can tell he still God, loves yeah. it. Every every second of being in the business, he goes out there and puts yep. twenty minutes in, and then spends three quarters of the match in the ring. You know, he's a, a, a thousand percent professional, and you know, I think uh, uh, he knows what he's doing. That's all you can say. Yeah. Uh, Michael Larita asking both of you guys. Uh, I'll go to you, Sam, first. If you if you had to choose between AEW and WWE, what company would you work for? Uh, I couldn't even answer that ah, question, Lars. Sam, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great being uh, retired. I, I, um, I think I think NWA TNA is going to be the one there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt, I don't even think we have to ask, but go ahead. <laughs> Eat up. Just because you, I think you'd have a better opportunity to be yourself. I, I do believe that. Yeah, but, maybe. But then again, I don't really know the answer because my brother is very successful at one of them. And the other one is, you know, a little bit yeah. more up my alley of pro wrestling. So I don't know. I, I don't think about it. I just work my ass off every time I get to wrestle. And hopefully one of them gives me a call one of these days. Yeah. Well, they both should be. Uh, up next, we had Thunder Rosa defending the NWA World's, uh, the NWA Women's World Championship against Ivelisse, who had Diamante in her corner. Uh Kind of a shorter match. Uh, the ends of uh, Thunder, Ro- Thunder Rosa uh, fire back, hit, hit a tombstone pile driver on Ivelisse for the pin. Um, so we had an NWA title defense on AEW television. Yeah, I, I like this. I, I have no problem with this. For anyone, I don't know what they could say negative about this, uh, except, whoa, they're beating AEW talent. No disrespect. Thunder Rosa's more over. I, I, I do. I believe she's a bigger star. Um, and unless, like, she's going over on, let's say, give me some of the bigger name talents in the female women's division, Raj. In, in AEW? AEW? Yeah. Um, Nyla Rose. Biggest. Okay, there we go. Her going over on Nyla Rose? Right. I don't know. But tonight was was fine. Even though I love Ivelisse, and I think yeah. she's incredibly underutilized. 
Uh, Sam? Yeah, I think it was great having her on there. I love watching her work every week. Um, I just think she brings something different. But I don't think they're uh, they're doing it right, you know, because they are. They're keeping everybody in the fold. You know, they're they're acknowledging that it's a different title, you know, and it's no different than boxing having the IBF or the IBO World Heavyweight oh, yeah, Championship. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you do that, you can acknowledge that the the the, the NWA Women's Championship is a great title. It doesn't yeah. mean it's better or worse than AEW's title, but holy shit, we're going to see a champion versus champion eventually. You know, it's it's uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, so the deal with Thunder Rosa was originally only for, I, I believe maybe it was just these two dates. I think it was first for the uh, the match against uh, Sheeta right. at the pay-per-view, and maybe this was just a way to th- you know thank the NWA by giving them a showcase on, on their show. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, it, this as of now, this isn't a long-term deal, but we'll see. She's um, doing a job. She's getting over. So, you know, you don't listen to you, you don't do what you want. You do what the people ask you to do usually. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like her her star uh, her star went up a lot in these last few weeks. So for sure, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin Lopez with the super chat saying, after seeing this match, I can't believe WWE wanted Thunder Rosa as a ref, and that is true. She had a contract offer from WWE to go in as a referee, and uh, luckily she didn't take it. And, and there's wow, there's the now. answer to my question. I want to be a ref for WWE. I would have that job for like 55 years, retire nice. That's my answer, guys. Right You're there. way too big, dude. Way too big. <laughs> way too big. <laughs> Damn. Can't win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we saw a, a backstage segment where Miro was just lifting a ton of weights. Uh, he was with Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. Uh, Sabian said that once they get in the ring, they're going to be unstoppable. Miro hopped up saying he wants to get in the ring, but Sabian's telling him that uh, he has to plan his bachelor party since he's the best man. So, um, yeah, Miro not wrestling yet. I, I don't, I don't know. Am I overthinking it? I, I don't like the attachment to Kip Sabian. It brings him down, I think. I agree. Yes! I didn't want to be the. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to say that. I just it, it made such a big deal. I don't. I don't know anything about it. I know Kip's a great guy. He's a hell of a talent. I just. I. I yes. don't think. I don't think he's main event guy. And it feels like now Miro's in a mid card angle without. You know, I think he came in hot. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I thought it, if he cut that same promo, but by himself, as opposed to attached yeah. to a comedy skit with Kip Sabian last week, I think it would have yep. been more effective, in my opinion. But then again, you know, the good, the, the good thing is they could have the, the potential to make Kip a top star. So it could go either way. You know, I, I, it's, I just think it's one thing, you know, I think Kip's a little bit fresh to the audience. So all we can do is wait and see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, but Miro obviously is, uh, seems really happy being there, judging from... Uh, you think the, you the think? Twitch account? <laughs> yeah, the Twitch is easy. Sam, when you get a chance, you've got to go see it. I don't know if you saw it. What's that? Miro, Miro's Twitch of his reaction to all the different talents there. You have I to haven't watch seen it. it no. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, we had a Jake Roberts uh, promo with Lance Archer. Uh, they cut a promo. They're going to be in a six-man tag next week. It's going to be Lance Archer and two partners against John Moxley and two partners. Uh, Jake Roberts agreed to align with Taz for the time being. Taz came to the rings, and so it's going to be Brian Cage and Ricky Starks uh, teaming up with Archer. Uh, 
John Moxley came out, and in the crowd, we had Ricky Starks and Brian Cage in disguise. They beat up Moxley. And then out came, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting, Will Hobbs. So Will Hobbs made the save, and then Moxley took the mic, said Will Hobbs is going to be his tag partner, and then also said he's making the call to Darby Allen. So there you have it. Next week, it'll be Moxley, Darby Allen, and Will Hobbs against Cage, Starks, and Lance Archer. So I like this for Hobbs, right? I do. I just got done saying that loss to MJF really shouldn't hurt him. But because it was in the same episode, do you guys think this does? That's a different, that was a different guy. That wasn't the same wrestler. Will Hobbs was the one, he was always on Dark and stuff. Yeah, he was just in the casino, uh, the casino battle. Who did they have tap out in two seconds? Something Dean? Yeah. um, Oh, Dean, never mind. Yeah, different guy. I'm sorry. I, I'm, just ha- I'm just happy for Will. Yeah, Will Will's one of the nicest guys you ever meet. He worked his ass off. He deserves everything he gets. You know, I'm just happy yeah. to see him, you know, being taken seriously. And now not only just to go from being a guy that's, you know, trying to get a job Sorry. to being in a main event angle. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And he's regular- Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying it came out today that he did sign a contract, too, with AEW. Good. He should sign him. That's great. But he's great potential. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that'll be, uh, so signing Will Hobbs and using him right away in a, in a big angle, getting his name out there. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, after that we had the, well, they revealed next week's lineup. It was that six man tag. I mentioned Brody Lee is going to defend the TNT championship against orange Cassidy. That should be interesting. Uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa will take on Diamante and Ivelisse. So Thunder Rosa is still, um, is, is still, Working, yeah, and Chris Jericho will be appearing live. And then finally, we had oh, sorry, go ahead, nothing. And then finally, we had the best friends versus Santana and Ortiz in a parking lot fight. Uh, they showed up in the back, there were cars surrounded uh, by him, and this, this match was just crazy. I mean, trying to put uh, Ortiz on the engine, slam the hood down on him a bunch. Uh, there was broken glass. Uh, 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 Trent's back was just bloodied to hell. I mean, this was this was one of the wilder matches I've seen on on free TV. Uh, Sam, what were your thoughts on the main event? It was just everything it needed to be. You know, uh, again, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It was free TV. Uh, I that probably could have been, in my opinion, a pay per view match. Uh, but then again, you know, I don't know where the logic lies, whether they're just trying to spike ratings, be the better show. I don't know, but it was awesome, man. They did a great job. Uh, Matt, Matt, what'd you think? I, they worked their ass off. I'll give, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. They worked very hard. Very, very hard. I, 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 it's hard for me to get past the storyline itself. <laughs> it is, you know, because every time I start doing, it, I'm like, "Damn, God!" Ooh, when I'm watching them do all this different stuff out there and taking the different bumps they're taking, and then it's this was started because of the dude's mom driving into the <laughs> arena. Yeah. Am I overthinking it? Probably. Probably. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> I agree. It's like uh, when Bret Hart was feuding with uh, Jean Pierre Lafitte over stealing his jacket. It just, it, you know, it. When that's the feud, it doesn't uh, it doesn't really resonate. I missed uh, I, I missed it all starting. I, I didn't see when that happened, so I'm I'm glad I don't have a frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, 
crazy wild match. It'll be interesting to see with the ratings because I wonder if they, when they announced that was the main event, if people might have turned away just because those guys aren't really uh, yes. top of that step. Yeah, I mean, yes. but or if they stuck around as soon as they saw the beginning, they got sucked in and 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 stayed with it. So I, I think they clicked over to NXT during this. I'll be honest. Yeah. As soon as they announced it earlier in the night that it was the main event, I had the feeling they might switch to NXT, but uh, we'll see. But at the, the end of the match, I mean, uh, Santana and Ortiz were just it, beating the hell out of these guys. Yes. I yeah. mean, it was, it was brutal. This was one of the more, was brutal. One of the more brutal fit. matches I saw. It's insanely physical. Of course, his back was, oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so while they're beating beating on him, uh, the, a trunk pops open. Out, out came Orange Cassidy. He hit the orange punch with the steel chain wrapped around his fist on Santana. Uh, Taylor hit a pile driver on the hood on Ortiz. Uh, Trent planted Ortiz through a sheet of wood into a truck bed and got the cover. One, two, three. So in the end, the baby faces get their revenge for um, Santana Ortiz disrespecting their, his mom's truck. Yep. Uh, Kamora, the super chat. Michael Lareda saying, "Will Hobbs reminds me of Ahmed Johnson." Hey, Will Hobbs is a big guy. Oh yeah. There's a so, match on YouTube. If anybody wants to see Sam Adonis against Will Hobbs, give it, I do. Give it a YouTube. It's on right now. So Matt, uh, I'll check San it Francisco. out. Yeah. Let me know what you think. We, we can we can do a podcast review of that match as well. Okay. <laughs> how, how long has Hobbs been wrestling? He's been around a while now, right? He's been around for a long while, but dude, he's just one really? of these guys. Uh, Northern California is kind of a, a hidden territory, if you will. There's not a lot of exposure. You know, they have really great companies and talent out the backside, but you know, a lot of the a lot of the American companies are in pockets. You know, the Northeast is big, the Midwest is big, and unless you're working on those shows, you know, you might not be exposed to an internet audience. So Will Hobbs has been ready for a long time, but, you know, he's finally just, you know, if you stick with something long enough, you, you get what you want, and I'm glad for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's been wrestling since 2009, so and, and that's great, finally uh, getting to sign with a, a major promotion. Yeah. Uh, John Cena's ball spot saying, he woke up just in time to watch AEW and NXT after falling asleep during Raw. Wish they'd move NXT to Tuesday permanently so we could enjoy both equally. Amen. Me too. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Uh, but so the, they're probably not going to because the main objective of NXT is not necessarily to grow that brand, but it's to stunt AEW's growth. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Buddy Barlow with the $5 Super Chat saying, Hobbs started out as Dark Enhancement. He's now signed and he's in an angle with some of the biggest stars on the show. Uh, get yourself over, folks. It works. So, yeah, he, he'd worked a bunch of matches on Dark and, uh, and now here he is. All right, so now we move on to NXT. NXT also opened up with a bang. This was hard to. This was hard because both shows opened up with really strong matches. Uh, on NXT, they had Io Shirai versus Shotzi Blackheart. I thought this was Shotzi's best match yet. She looked was. just awesome. Uh, in the end, Io Shirai hit the over the moon moonsault on Shotzi to get the win. Uh, Sam, I'll go to your, you first. What do you think? I feel bad because the revival was on AEW, and I just didn't turn it over to NXT at all. I really like Dash and and, uh, and Scott, so I, I missed that. I didn't see any of it, but but the commentators made it sound awesome, so I'll believe them. Uh, it was Matt? tough. This was tough. This was um, tough, like he said, to take your eyes off AEW. Um, 
I caught parts of it, but I, I'm not going to pretend I was emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Not because anything bad they did, just because I was watching the tag match more, I felt. Um, but I saw all the moves they hit and all that other stuff. So, um, Shotzi, this was the best she's looked, I thought, yes, in an yeah. actual match. Here with NXT, at least, yes. Yeah. But I got to watch it again. Honestly. Yeah, I even tweeted out during the, after the match was over that I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch that over again because it, it looked great, but... I, like you guys, my my attention was turned on uh, on FTR. Yep. Oh, I did forget something at the end of uh, AEW. Uh, at the end, they left <laughs> Chicken Raj. I admitted the middle finger mom part. No, at the end, uh, Trent with his bloody back gets in his mom's truck, his mom's car. So did uh, Taylor, and then his mom st- uh, stuck her finger out, giving Santana Ortiz a finger. So. And uh, Neo Kira bringing that up to Sue with that middle finger, it was gold. Is she signed? The mom? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were just, it was just for this feud. And Michael Lareda saying FTR are the best tag team in wrestling. Hell yeah. yeah. Do you think? I mean, the Usos, I think, could give them a run for their money when they're healthy, but <clears throat> yeah, FTR, I mean, they're amazing. And then I, I'm sure a lot of people would say the Bucks as well. I would. Yeah. Um, NXT. Yeah, after that match, we had Desmond Troy versus Tommaso Ciampa. Basic, uh, basically a scrub match. Ciampa yes. came out with the mask. Uh, back to being just a crazy badass heel. Uh, like he just it. destroyed Troy. Yep. And, yeah, hit the Willow's Bell, draping DDT from the second rope and got the win. Showcase Marquee. Not Marquee. Showcase match. Just to show what one of their biggest stars could do. I like this. It was short and sweet. He was able to keep his intensity, so it got the point across. Yeah. Yeah, this was, I felt like this was one of those cases where a short and sweet match works way better for his character where his character is right now than, uh, right. than something long and drawn out. For so many characters, I would say, yeah. this could work. This is an example of just giving a talent enhancement match. Mm-hmm. I, I say it every week, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Jake Atlas came out. He came out on the stage. Uh, Ciampa took a seat in the middle of the ring with a steel chair. Atlas addressed his recent attack and said he's going to show Ciampa how dangerous he can be as Ciampa smiled. They showed Drake Maverick arriving in the building earlier. He was asked about teaming with Killian Dane. He said he's a bit nervous, but he's confident in how everything will go. And uh, even though Dane attacked him last week, which. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Theory versus Kushida. Kushida was back, came out, no music, uh, just destroyed Austin Theory. Definitely th- seems like Austin Theory is uh, not in the plans right now. Uh, he was on the main roster, you know, competed at WrestleMania, and then was gone a couple a couple months ago, and then it brought happens. back to NXT. It and, happens. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Kushida. Uh, kind of another, almost like a squash, but he uh, got the hoverboard lock and Theory tapped out. Sure. This was a ba- very basic, very one-way match. It, it, must, be. it must have been short because I didn't even know this match happened. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was in between channel changes for me. Yep. Uh, Steezy Preezy saying, AEW tonight reminded me of how cool wrestling can be. The page and main... The page and main event had me at the edge of my seat. Yep. 
All right. Uh, up next, Breezango versus Imperium for the NXT Tag Team Championships. In WWE, mate, we were talking about tag teams earlier. The the tag team divisions on all the brands are hurting. I mean, you hardly have any tag teams on NXT right now. You got them and uh, well, AEW's tag is good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking on WWE between oh. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Each brand, um, yeah, they're all very shallow with their tag team division. This match was probably the most uh, excitement I saw while on NXT tonight. Um, I just absolutely love uh, Imperium. They're both good kids, and they work their asses off. And it's great because it almost seems like Johnny Curtis and uh, and Tyler Breeze have a little bit more of a, uh, a a pep in their step. It feels like since they won the titles on NXT, they're really pulling it all out. Like because, Reborn, yeah. Yeah, so no, I mean, I, I didn't see the whole thing, but I mean, I saw the last no, five minutes, right. and, and they worked their asses off. So hats off to both teams. Yep. Do you think they should keep the Breezango gimmick going? I don't really know. I don't. Again, it's not as cut and dry as it used to be. Like, I don't know what the gimmick is. You know, I haven't seen enough of the the angles or the uh, promos and stuff. To me, it's just a tag team of Fandango and Tyler Breeze. I never saw that the the characters that they're you know playing out because I've never seen the backstories. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. They're both they're both great wrestlers, so I mean they 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 accent each other well. I think they have a good chemistry, so. I mean, if it's not hurting anything, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Tina Miller with the super chat saying she'd like to see Penelope Ford branch out on her own. I like her. Yes. Tag you on Twitter, Matt. Keep up the work. Da- great work down here. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Um, she's right though. Penelope Ford's a friggin' star, star, star. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Her time. Her time will come. Yes, it will. Bobby Burns with the super chat saying the Sue appearance is going to spike up the ratings. Uh, it'll be interesting. No, no big competition this week from basketball. This was the first week in a long time, so it'll be interesting to see where they're at. Up next, we had Xia Lee and Jesse Kamia Bye. versus Caden Cater and K- Casey Cat. I always butcher her name. Cat Nazaro. Cat Nazaro. Cat Nazaro. Anyways, um, NBA ratings are down too, though. Keep that in mind. Right. So I point that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that. The, the past few weeks, they they thought, like, AEW would get a million two weeks ago. They didn't quite. They hit, like, it was like 900,000. Last week, they did top a million. Uh, but now, they got head-to-head competition. So, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, Casey, uh, Casey and Kevin Carter getting score. the win after yeah. uh, they pinned uh, I, Zia Lee. Uh, I love Kaden Carter. I do. I think she looks so different. Like, she gives you all. For me, when I watch... You know, back in the day when you used to be able to watch wrestling, you could watch these wrestlers and you could know everything about their character a lot by, like, how they dressed. She just looks so much different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She just, your eyes stay on her. I thought that Xia Lee had the coolest entrance of anybody tonight on both dope, shows. Dope, yeah, dope, she, dope, She looked dope. cool. She's just fun to watch. I didn't see enough of the match, but I know she looked like my eyes were glued to her when she came out to the ring, and I was really interested in that. Cool entrance. You're right. And I don't know how much of Casey you've seen, Sam, but she can do some crazy stuff. She was on American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can do just some of the craziest stuff. Uh, I know she's my niece's favorite wrestler, so uh, that's about that's about all I know about her. Yeah. 
No, I think, yeah, so she's getting a win. Looks like they might be, uh, you know, giving her a little chance to shine as well. So I like that team, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Uh, finally, we had the Undisputed Era versus Killian Dane. Oh, uh, sorry, back from uh, the break, there was a pre-recorded video from Tegan Knox. Uh, she talked about Candice LeRae's previous comments about with Johnny Gargano. I, I didn't really pay attention to this. I don't know if you guys did. Missed it completely. Nope. All right. Finally, the, at the end, we got the Undisputed Era versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. And uh, this was a pretty long match. Oh, I'm sorry. This was not the long, the last match, but this was towards the end. At the end, uh, Fish ran in with the chair. He hit Killian Dane, and the referee called for a disqualification. So Killian Dane and Drake Maverick getting the win via DQ. I think this is the first time we've had a DQ on NXT. I can't remember the last time. I don't remember finishes. I just don't. Even the week before, I'll forget. Yeah. Uh, How do you remember that? How do you know that? (laughs) I'm just trying to think of it. I can't remember any time ever seeing it. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, All right, Sam, you're back. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Press the button on my phone. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so what do you think of the Undisputed Area versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick? I didn't see any of that part either. I'm sorry. Uh, I forget what was going up against. But it just it, I was really uh, uncomfortable all night tonight having to switch back and forth because I couldn't have invested in either. Uh, I was doing my best, like I said. And this is coming from me that hasn't watched much, you know, current wrestling in years. So to try to keep up with it, you know. I almost admire the fans that go that far and to watch both episodes every week. You know, it takes a lot of work. So I miss that as well. Uh, John Cena's ball spot asking if we, if we would like to see AOP go to AEW. I don't know who AOP is. Matt? I don't care. I think they're two, two big dudes. I think they, I think they'd be kind of cool in new Japan, honestly. Um, but, uh, We'll see. Oh, now we lost that. Uh, Kranasha saying looks like half of Undisputed Era is babyface with Cole and O'Reilly. Um, Stephen Marchichuli saying, would you book Finn long-term champ or placeholder for Cross? Is Cross versus Brock major money? Uh, yes. What do you think? Karrion Cross versus Brock Lesnar? 100% because they're both legitimate badasses. Uh, you know, Cross has a, a very big MMA martial arts background. You know, uh, that would be a very, very interesting UFC fight. So, of course, in the realm of pro wrestling, it would be big, big, big money. Yeah. Um, all right. So, let's go back here. And so, next we went up to, we, we went and we saw Timothy Thatcher versus Damian Priest in the main event. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. After that match, uh, Killing Dane decked Drake Maverick, who was celebrating with Dane. So, that continues. Uh, Backstage in the parking lot, Tommaso Ciampa unloaded on 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 Jake Atlas, beat him up, and that was that. Finally, Timothy Thatcher versus Damian Priest in the main event. Uh, they went back and forth. This was another. This was a really hard hitting match. Uh, the end of the match saw Priest go to the top rope and hit a spinning heel kick, and then he nailed the reckoning for the pin to retain the NXT North American Championship. So your winner, Damian Priest. And I really yeah. wish I I wish I could have seen more of that one. 
Uh, I was I was flipping back and forth as much as I could for that and the final match on AEW. But those guys, like, I love Timothy Thatcher. I think that's just a different uh, a character that we don't see that much anymore, just the rugged, badass wrestler's wrestler. You know, you don't see too much of that. So I'm, I love watching him any chance I can. And uh, Damian Priest, you know, he's definitely got a fun character and, and he's talented as can be. So I, I can imagine they had some great chemistry. I just uh, really wish I could have seen the whole thing. Right. Um, all right. So that was it for both shows. Um, Sam, your thoughts on? <laughs> I know you kind of said it before, but uh, your thoughts on watching both at the same time? Well, I guess you were switching back and forth. Yeah, it was just very hard for me. Uh, I feel like if we weren't live, even if even if our podcast was you know a little bit later, if we could do a, a tape delay or even the hour overlap would have been nice. You know, if one started at seven to nine and the other one eight to eleven. That would be great, you know, but uh, again, who are we to make those decisions? You know, it's just, it was, uh, it's just nice to know that there's that much good talent on TV right now, you know, both brands. Yeah. Uh, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, Krana bringing up that I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly showed up with officials uh, making the save uh, for Ch- uh, to Ciampa. So there was that uh matt did you have any thoughts on the nxt main event timothy thatcher versus damian priest and priest retaining no i agree with that the outcome obviously uh priest has potential to be a big star for them i think absolutely so there you have it um a couple other things a couple other news items that we got wade barrett he is now uh a regular member of the NXT commentary team. He signed a one-year contract, and he's uh, the contract is for him to do commentary. So, so what is going on with NWA? Are they just done? Uh, no, I mean they're they're not done. They're doing a weekly pay-per-view on Fight TV right now called Primetime Live on Tuesday nights. Nick Aldis last night defended against Mike Bennett. Uh, so they're doing this show for the time being until you know. Uh, why things open doing, up i guess why are they not doing what these other shows are doing they were doing so well i thought i love that show yeah i mean i i hope they come back but i uh, love the whole throwback the whole throwback feel to it. it was so cool the promo desk after matches before match like i like that yeah i don't know uh wwe raw viewership uh actually some Kind of, I mean, they did a, a low rating with 1.69 million viewers on the USA Network. It was only down 2% from last week. And this was against the NFL season opener, which had a double header. So they had super strong competition. It's only down Steelers. 2%. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and my, the Broncos didn't do that great. Uh, but only down 2%. And they were actually up in the 18 to 49 demo from last week. So uh, they actually. I don't know if this is the sign that this is kind of their their core, their base now, and they're not going to go much lower than this. Uh, but not a big drop. Like last year, they dropped 15% when the NFL started. So um, not bad yet. Wrestling fans are die-hard die loyalists. So yeah, I think, I think a lot of them just choose wrestling over football. Yeah, I do. This is the this is the first year where the 1849 demo went up uh up against the opener so it's good good job for them for doing that and then we talked about mickey james uh yeah so that was just a case of her selling and wwe officials in the back thought she was knocked out on her feet and called for the match to end 
but she was actually fine to and uh so it just caused an awkward moment but everything's all good all right great insight guys <laughs> um, we've already talked about that <laughs> Uh, I didn't see any of it. I, I have no insight on it. Believe it or not, uh, I, yeah. I Hulk, really, Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania. I have that on VHS. Yeah, that is, that was a great moment. I could I could talk about that ah, for the next fifteen no. minutes. You'd be like, no shit, Matt. Everyone knows that. We all saw. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, well, Sam, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, this coming Saturday, I'll be in Chicago at uh, Marion Catholic High School for Warrior Wrestling. I'm taking on Impact Wrestling's Jake something, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Warrior Wrestling always raises money for this high school. They're you know doing really good stuff. Uh, they're making sure it's COVID compliant. They're the trend centers as far as actually having big crowds at wrestling shows again. So anybody in the Chicago area, please come out and uh, and support independent pro wrestling, and uh, come say hi if you get to get a, get a chance. Yeah. Buy his merch. Buy his merch. <laughs> the last Warrior Wrestling show, Tessa Blanchard had returned and, and lost the title to Kylie Ray last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. So they're, they're doing three shows. Uh, one last weekend, one this weekend, and one next weekend. And it's all part of their end-of-the-year fundraising system. So uh, it's going to be cool. All right. Matt, did you have anything? Nope. All right, great. Well, uh, for the Wrestling Podcast, I'm Raj Geary. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you again this Friday for the SmackDown Review. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye, guys. You. All right. <laughs> Hang on. You're still live. You're still live, pal. Ah, there we go. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.